0: 828 is such a wonderful verse. You know, uh, if you don't know that verse, you—it's it's a pivot verse that you are to learn, memorize, keep you from worrying. It'll keep you from complaining. If anybody complains. But God said in Romans 8:28, and we know that all things, that all things, work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to His purpose. Now, let's just look at that verse for just a moment. It's not talking to everybody. We know. That all things work together for the good to them that love God. Uh, your sickness, your financial situation, your family problems, whatever problems you, you have. Uh, it's the key to how we handle those problems. Do we love God, or do we know God, or do we know about God? Because the scriptures are very clear when we look at it. And we know that all things, what does that consist of? All things. Brother Steve says, the got your car in the garage for the new motor. A little quiz, that's for you two. Write down why that's good for you. I mean, that's exactly what the Scripture's saying. Amen. The all things. Amen. Now, I could. You know, use some some citrology. I'd use a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of experience. You know, uh, there are no accidents with God. And we may never know. They may never know. You may never know. But three of the most important words in Romans eight twenty eight is, and we know. But not everybody can know. I trust everybody in this room tonight that you know how to be saved. So we just say, we know. But you may have a neighbor that couldn't tell nobody how to be saved. The we of this verse is the Christian. Hell is forever judgment of sin. And we looked at those verses last week. Now, when we think about this verse, I do not see that the Bible directly answers that question, but I believe that we need to at least consider it. Why would God not promise to work and to make all things work for the good of the superficial, the stubborn, or the stunted Christians? A lot of bad things happen to lost people because of their rejection of the Lord. And if it hasn't happened to a friend you know that's lost, be patient, it's coming. But we also know that those people that God is talking about in Romans eight twenty, we know. But the key is what? That we love him. That's the whole key. Christ died for me because he loves me. I serve him because I love him. And God blesses those that are obedient. Not everybody that belongs to a church loves God. Matter of fact, the last statistic I read that 70, I think it was 72 to 75 percent doesn't even know what John 3.16 actually means. I was saved a long time before I did. For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son for whosoever believe. Shall have everlasting life, you know, that sounds good. But yet we know that a percentage of people that walk any church aisle are lost. I don't know what percentage is, but in time we will. get married too soon, you don't know the person, you join church too soon of because of emotion, not because of understanding. We do a lot of things because it seems right in our own eyes. But uh, the Bible makes it clear that God does not Bring bad things into the lives of Christians just to get them back on track. He doesn't do that. He chastens those he loves. But uh, God does not bring bad things into the lives of Christians just to bring them back on the right track but he will chasten those that he loves. If you don't discipline a baby, that baby grows up, the chance of that being obedient is very slim. But let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse... Twenty-nine. God says here, "For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body." Talking about the Lord's Supper now. Notice verse thirty, for this cause. What cause? You read the verse above it. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. You don't take the Lord's Supper. It's the fifth Sunday. But you've got all these days and weeks and hours and minutes to get prepared for the Lord's Supper. See, those things that are important, God deals with. So we see here that he said, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. The, my black buddy that we were just watching, you know, he gets pretty straight down to the floor. But, you know, if, if a woman or a man dresses improperly, if they're a mature individual, they know what they should wear. I mean, you know, I don't know how short short is. I don't know how long is long. But when you go to a department store and you see a female that has on a mini skirt and you see the bottom of her, I call them bloomers. That's, that's what we used to call them, you know. I would say the skirt's too short, wouldn't you? Amen. Am I judging? No. I just show you what God's Word says about it. But I don't go up to her. I just w- walk away from her. Why does a person do that? Because they don't care what God says. And I don't get excited about it unless they got a T-shirt that says, I love Jesus. And then it makes me mad. You don't love Jesus if you don't have like a harlot. God says for he that eateth and drinketh unworthy eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. When we walk through those double doors on Sunday, that's a that should be a sacred sanctuary. God said in verse 31, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be. You know. Don't I have to worry about anybody else judging us. If we judge ourselves. You know, there are so many things in the Word of God that nature itself teaches us. God said In verse 32, for when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. That's why God chastens us. That's why, hopefully, that we discipline our children. I said, hopefully, because government has taken that ability away from the parents. But God said, you know, there would be no doubt that Paul was speaking of the Christian for the use of the personal pronoun we, both in verse 31 and verse 32. For if we, talking about men, women, both, everybody in the tribe. then he tells us the same thing, you know when we look at verse 32, but when we are judged, we are chasing of the Lord. See, and what we need to understand, it's not talking about what does a pastor think or what does somebody else think. This is the judge book. Amen. And if me or anybody else, or if you can go out to one of the you know, your friends and conversation comes up and, you know, if you know the scripture, you're not making that up yourself. I didn't make up that story because I didn't like that woman. I don't know who who she is. But i tell you how I did feel, and you may judge me for saying that. I'm glad I don't know her. all because she was dressed like a harlot and had God's t-shirt on. Am I preaching? What were they doing? Well, verse 29 said, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthy eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. That's why I said when we take the Lord's Supper, it's a very solemn. It's very solemn. It ain't me judging you or you judging me. It's me judging me. You judging you. You know. A lot of people have the ability, they didn't have the radio on, rock music, country music, whatever. And I guess that's a gift. I guess I don't I don't know. I don't have that ability. So in the morning when I'm reading my scripture, I want silence. Because it's just me and God. See, that's a personal thing. Some people can, you know, I, I don't have that ability. I guess I don't have a big enough brain or something. But when I'm talking to the Lord, when I'm reading his word, I want it as quiet as possible I, I don't know whether that's in the scripture but you know I'm allowed uh, my personal opinion on a few things but uh, we see that in verse 30 here in First Corinthians that uh, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Now, let's start up here, and you, you read 28, 29, and 30. It tells you how serious the Lord's Supper is. Amen. Because God, you know, we know about the trouble that lied to, to the Lord, and He just tucked their life just like that. Didn't let them go home and get to bed. He he tucked their life right in public. You remember? It's couple lying about their money. So that these circumstances were not part of God's design. It's evident because Paul told the Corinthians that if they would use proper judgment, they would not have to be judged with such things. When that what he says in verse 31? For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. See, many times we give our enemy Reason, time, you know, we set ourselves up. Now, what does this mean? It it means that bad things can happen to Christians who willfully or foolishly do wrong. I believe it is worse for a Christian to do wrong than it is for a lost person to do wrong. Why do I believe that? God said he that knoweth to do good and do if not to him is sin. We don't discipline a one-year-old the same way we would discipline a 14-year-old, although sometimes a one-year-old is smarter. But you understand what I'm saying. He that knoweth to do good. And a Christian that's been saved a number of years ought to know more. They ought to say, hey, I need to watch out how I say, what I say, when I say, because some weak Christian may be listening. See, we were blessed, you know, when we was, when I first started here, you know, we were blessed with three marvelous ladies. And anybody that that knew them knew that. Women have a tendency to be more of an influence than men are because women as a whole are, are more dedicated. The men are dedicated in talk. You know, they'll tell you how long they've been saved and who they sit under and what they know. But most women are the ones that does the work, does the labor part of the mission work. So... We ask the question, what does that mean that we read in verse 31? It means that bad things can happen to Christians who willfully, foolishly do wrong. I believe God chastens a Christian a lot quicker than he does a lost person. But don't think the lost, saved person is going to get by with anything because they're saved and profess to be saved, and they're faithful in church, and they read their Bible, and they, you know, all that stuff. See, all, all that's important. But those are the things that God expects you to do. God expects us to be faithful. Amen? Amen. He expects us that when somebody said, will you pray for me, that we pray for him. How long have I been involved with the Chaswell family? Ever since I've been here. Both of these young men now that has cancer was active in the church. But when you know the scriptures, and you have a great urgent need. I don't see a lot of people calling up their beer-drinking buddy or who they go hunting with or who they play cards with. They want to find somebody that knows Christ. Will you pray for my dad? Will you ask the church to pray for my dad? Why is that? Well, let me tell you what good that is. You bring them up in church, they may depart, but they come back. It's a shame that it takes death to bring them back. God don't lose a one of his... But he can sure make a living hard. I know, you know, I know what, you know, 16, 18 cancer treatments can do to the body. It's never the same, it's never the same. See, God is not a respecter of persons. See, so Romans 8.28, you know, should convict us if we are superficial in our love, stubborn in our walk, or stunted in our growth. And when I was studying this outline, making it, writing it out, (laughs) you know, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. The all things include the good things, the bad things, enjoyable things, not the most enjoyable things. The all things. When you don't have no heat in the time, there's four, three, four inches of ice on the roads and the yard. That's part of the all things. See, and we have different opinions on that, but, you know, uh, we had a, used to have a memory here, and I won't call his name, but some... Some people just know who I'm talking about, but you know uh, he would almost wait till the first snow f- flies before he would have any firewood cut. and he hates about firewood you know he'd wait till the tars are almost nothing there before he change the tars. People say, well, he's, he's just trying to get the most out of everything. He doesn't understand what Romans 8, says. The all things work for the good. And God allows some things to happen to know that, hey, just because you're a Sunday school teacher, just because you're a deacon or a pastor, if you think nothing bad will happen to you, you don't know God. The all things. If we want God to make everything work for our good, we need to meet His conditions. You know, there's no doubt in my mind. If I was the head of, of some of these factories, I'd probably fire half of them the first week. And I can speak on that till I spent 30 years of my life in in a factory. You know why it takes place? Because there's managers that shouldn't be managers. And preachers that shouldn't be preachers. Politicians that shouldn't be politicians. Our life is based upon Romans 8.28 to an extent in what we do. The all things work for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. If God has called you to do something, you can't give that to somebody else. Every problem, every potential problem should move us to get as right with God as we can be and stay as right with God to make us right. And what happens? About everybody I know, if something tragic happened as far as physical, they get religion. Religion don't last long. that's why I don't believe in religion. I don't practice no religion. Religion is of the world. It's something you do. it's something you participate in. There's some you know what you need to do. you know everybody gets uh, sick everybody you know why do they wait till, till you're dying of cancer or or had a heart attack before somebody says, "Hey." My dad's lost. Would you pray for him? They have to be on their deathbed. The times that I've been asked to go visit people, the ones that were in critical condition will outweigh five to one. Yes, we got to know that Romans 8, 28, the all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. The problem is, do we love the Lord? Or do we love the Lord just when we need Him? I don't know. Only you can answer that. Romans 8, 28 is a comforting verse. Because it says, that all things work together for. See, when you break that verse down and you and you, you take it, I mean, it, to me it's just a, a blessing that when we look at Romans 8, 28, and we said, you know, and we know that all things work together for everybody. Well, that's what the Bible says. No, it doesn't. We're not in an English flies. We're, we're not breaking down the sentence. God said, we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, comma, to them who are the call according to his purpose, to his purpose. What does that mean? It means that God called me for a purpose. He had something he wanted me to do. My one purpose is to find out what that purpose is. And when I'm doing that purpose, God said everything that's involved in that will work for my good and his glory. What that means is that he'll keep me healthy enough to do the job. He will keep me mentally alert so I can study and learn the word of God. And we don't, you know. I remember the first time that I, I was already working, but we was having a little hard time, so I, you want to give me a second job, see? I believe if you're having a hard time, you get a second job. You check how you're spending your money and all that, but, you know, but, you know, don't work their way for everybody. But uh, God said here what? He said here that uh, it's a comforting verse because all things work together for good. For good. So you mean everything's going to work out for good. Well, you know, you, it's like repeating what I say long as you repeat what I say word for word, I don't care who you tell. I, don't, I mean, I don't have no limit. Just make sure you tell it what you tell it what it said. God said now, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God. So before you can say, Well, God sent it, so it's got to be for my good, do you love God? You know, men that tells their wife, have a great day, I love you, skips work and goes out with another woman. That's a strange way of showing you love your wife, isn't it? Hmm? Well, what about God? We know that all things worked together for the good to them that love God. When do you love God? Just on Sunday? You love God when you're sick? You love God when you've got a financial problem? Or do you love God when everything couldn't be better? That's when the devil will tempt you. He'll give you opportunity to do this and go here. And, you know. That's God said. To them that love God. And it doesn't stop there. To them who are the call according to his purpose. So, if Steve wants to be happy, if Br- Brendan wants to be happy, if Henry to, I mean, we'd go to that. And if the pastor wants to be happy, i would got to live, Romans 8, I mean you know but he said you know all things work together for the good to them that love God don't tell me that you love God if you don't want to know more about him And when you love somebody, you spend some time with them. You know, i got five grandchildren. I spend more time to the one that's getting married week after next and all the other four combined. When she wants advice, she don't go to her mom and dad. She comes to me. And he said, that ain't right. I didn't teach her then. She knows her mom and dad loves her. But she knows that Peppa was going to tell her the way it is, whether she likes it or not. And that, I have lived it out. Young people want you to be honest. God wants you to be honest. But he already knows whether you are or not. I mean, I, I don't I just I just I just take Romans eight twenty eight and you know dissect it I mean it's great. Let's be certain that we understand that God does not promise that bad things will not happen. I don't know how many people and, and I know they meant well. I mean, you know. If anybody loved the Lord, your wife did. Why would that happen to her? How would you answer that? I tell you how I answered it. And you may think I'm hard hearted or whatever. I I'm very simple every time anybody asks me that type of question, I say, why not her? because she taught so many lessons that it don't make any difference how safe you are how good you are how you like that God knows how to use you he knows how to use you you know I mean I'll I've I confessed to this more than once we would go down to uh, Georgia and you know Everybody would come to her, you know, and at one time it sort of bothered me. I said, you know, you know I I'm almost about to think about getting a t- T-shirt that said, I'm the pastor, <laughs> you know. But God knows who that person needs to talk to. And a person that's dying of cancer probably don't need door would be better than me see but God knew all things the all things there's some people down in Georgia that heard the gospel from my wife that will, would never have heard it because God used her are you willing to be used Huh And it's never you know, man, just well, when I hear the word chancellor, everything goes over me, but God used at least one. you know you're a pretty successful christian if if when you get to heaven that you can see somebody that you led to the Savior. Counts your life successful. Changing the effect. Changing the effect is, is solely God's job. When bad things happen, the effect is that we most often see the effect it has on us. Maybe it was something so minor that it irritated us. Maybe it was something so major that it destinated us. But regardless, it is the impact on us we see. I believe this is normal. How do we let things be? good or bad, affect us. Because good things happen to a lot of people. Bad things happen to a lot of people. Sometimes the good happens so much that they forget God. Sometimes the bad things happen that draw us to God. So this was really... Better. Changing the meaning. While it is God's job to change the effect, it is always our job to change the meaning. Most people remember things. That's also normal. Most like to remember good birthdays, special events, good times. We don't like to remember the bad things, but if we be honest, it was the bad things that made us strong. A little hard to bite that. Ass, but it's true. It's the bad things that makes us strong. You do everything that you should do. You know, I went Monday for a physical, and uh, the doctor said, you know, you're pretty good for the for the shape you're in, you know. But i already taken one blood pressure measure, so he gave me another one. He said, you've got to get the blood pressure down. I said, well, I've got to decide whether I want to deal with high blood pressure or, or do I want my blood pressure to come down and pretend I'm in a prison and eat bread and water. I mean, it's just it's just life. But how do we deal with it? One last point on this. Romans eight twenty eight is a conditional verse. Two conditions, listen carefully. Two conditions are placed on the Christian to whom this verse was written. Remember, there is a salutation at the front and two traditions in the back. It seems that the traditions further limit those who can claim the power of this verse. So God is saying that You can even be a Christian and still not have all things work together for your good. You know, because most of us try to bargain with God. We all know that you can't bargain with him, but, you know, I've heard many people say in the hospital, uh, you know, I just wonder, does it do any good to serve the Lord? Seem like our family has sickness, our family has turmoil, you know. God didn't promise you wouldn't have any problems. He just said, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. So the first thing I, I would ask, as I ask myself, do I really love the Lord? Or is this pastor such a job that God gave me to do? Do I really enjoy studying and, and praying that I'll deliver it according to His purpose? You know. But then, you know, I could tell y'all right now that, uh, hey, you know, uh, the last Sunday of this year, I'll be retiring. And some would be happy, some would be sad, some would say, well, you've earned it, you know, all kind of emotions. But see, that decision would be between me and the Lord. But it's between you and the Lord whether you came here tonight. Every decision you make is between you and the Lord. That's why Romans 8, 28, I'm getting to the, to the meat, and it's, 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 it's time to leave. But all things work for the good. For who? Those who love the Lord. Matter of fact, a Christian, if you're trying to bargain with God, you know, say, hey, you know, I, when I got saved, I quit doing, I quit doing, I quit doing, I quit doing, I saw doing, I saw doing. I why did you quit and why did you start? See, because as I told Dr. Marshall, I said, you know, what I know that you don't know, and if you don't know, I hope you give me a chance to tell you, this body's my enemy. And I have, I've done a good fight so far. I mean, you know, I've went through, Two heart surgeries you know in the hospital for 41 days from a spleen burst you know and, and I had an ulcer and I had this and I had that I mean it just seems like the devil can't get rid of me but I'm not doing that for that I'm doing it because I tried to answer to God whether I study for Sunday's message or not, believe me, I've got—I've <laughs> got at least three filing boxes. You know those boxes you put papers in to keep them. I mean, of sermons I've never used. So what, man? So go pick one out. Give me five minutes to look it over, and I'm ready to go. You wouldn't do that. That's the way a lot of Christians pray. We need no, we need to understand that Jesus, there is a salutation at the front and two conditions at the back. It seems that the conditions fervor limit those who can claim the power of this verse. So God is saying that you can even be a Christian and still not have all things work together for your good. Because sometimes we have got to be sick to appreciate the health that God has gave us. Don't we take our health for granted when we are? Most people do, you know. They eat more than they should. They don't they stay up longer than they should, and you know, I mean. And the key is: Are we doing what God wants us to do? So I'll pick up next Wednesday on Romans eight twenty-eight in a a traditional verse, and. If this is boring to y'all, I'll pray for you. Uh, but uh, it's been a long time. This is not one that I had stored up. Been working on this, you know. <laughs> the Kim came in to the house the other other night, and I was in the in my office, and I got a typewriter and a Rolodex. She said, "You're talking about."